We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. And my feeling is that if, if I see enough in the next four weeks out of Justin Fields, then I'm going to be uh, encouraged to make that huge trade so you instead of have this one pick you turn it into three picks in the top say 35 in the next couple of drafts molly and haw chicago sports radio 670 the score look at these guys dancing in there that is the same oh my gosh if you're watching on yeah Twitch, you're lucky to you want to be looking away yeah i don't know what's going on but um that was peter king and that's what he had to say about a month ago mm-hmm. when we last talked to him. And it was, uh, it's interesting because here we are. And what is it that you've learned? And what is it that you believe? Enough for one guy, Dustin William William Rhodes, to, uh, to say he wants Fields back and he wants all those picks with the number one. A lot of people do. There's yeah. a lot of people in agreement. The popular opinion favors Justin Fields. Didn't do a poll. Not in anything scientific not going on x or twitter either social media can be deceiving but i do think that when you go to bears games and you're around the chicago sports community and you talk to people there's an overwhelming majority i think that favors justin fields maybe overwhelming is maybe overstating it but there seems to be a very loud majority that would favor justin fields maybe 70 30 65, 35, I don't know what it would be in terms of numbers. And you wonder where this is headed from a popularity perspective, from a football perspective, the head coach, quarterback, the offensive coordinator. Those are the three guys that we wonder about what their future holds, when the decisions will be made, and who will be making those decisions. Ryan Poles alone, Ryan Poles with the counsel of Kevin Warren, or Kevin Warren telling Ryan Poles what to decide. Three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. Let's start with Raul. He has waited patiently on the Odyssey app. Hey, Raul. Hey, what's going on, fellas? How's it going? Good, Good buddy. Good. Good. Uh, I just wanted to uh, complain a little bit. Um, the way you guys talk about Justin Fields is criminal. It makes me sick to my stomach. He is the most talented quarterback to ever put on a Bears uniform, whether you like it or not. And if we have the number one overall pick, I don't think Caleb Williams is worth uh, trading away the future of potentially getting a haul of picks or anything like that. Explain how we talk about it. What What is it that we're saying about him that, that you don't like? You said it was criminal. What, what's, yes. what's criminal about having an opinion that is different from yours? No, it's not an opinion. It's a fact. Justin Fields is the best quarterback <laughs> ever. So okay. your your opinion is fact. <laughs> Our opinions are wrong. Okay, we got a little problem in interpretation here yeah. or definition. I, I don't. I don't. Opinions I, are opinions. Facts are facts. Yeah. Even as definitive as you are in your opinion that Justin Fields is the most talented quarterback in Bears history, hmm. it remains an opinion, not a fact. It can't be proven. Also, also, 
I it, like Justin Fields. I, it, I think we both do. I, I don't think that is yeah. – I do think that when you break down a game-by-game game breakdown of, it, of everything that's happened, I, and I understand that only now is he finally getting some players around him. And, it, and I understand that it's been difficult figuring out how to use him and what to do. And, and I even have said – that I think it's conceivable that he could be entering his prime as a player and he may be a better player than we have given him credit for. But the, the fact of the matter is that too often with the Bears' offense, there are no, there's no doubt there are incredible wow plays. But it's the consistency element. It is the ability to kind of march down the field in time on time that is missing. And you cannot – it's very difficult to run an offense that depends on a play breaking down in order to get a play that's successful. Yeah, you I would, think that's a good way to put it. It's, it's, I'm not and, trying to be and, mean and, about and it. And being the best quarterback in team history for a franchise as challenged as the Bears have been at the position yeah. doesn't necessarily qualify you to be the future franchise quarterback either. So – he can be the best quarterback in Bears history. I don't think anybody or the most talented one. Mm-hmm. That's a good argument. It's an opinion more than a fact, but it also has is irrelevant to the conversation about what what is the best way to get the Bears into Super Bowl contention. That's what this is all about. Justin Fields has made his case. It gets stronger by the week in the last six weeks. Sunday could be an emphatic statement why he thinks that he deserves the job. And maybe he'll say something to that to that end after he leads the Bears to a victory, and he's the reason why. That would be great theater, terrific drama and conversation in Chicago. But at this point in time, there's no personal personal animus or or even emotion. This is a football conversation. And and, and the fact of the matter is that the NFL, you know, you hear people say it all. It is hard to win in the NFL, and the way that you win in the NFL – is with these tiny details, these small little moments where, you know, if you have a, an accurate pass, then you can score some points. If you are able to kind of handle things in a certain fashion, and it's not one person, but a lot of it comes down to the quarterback and the details and all of those tiny little windows that are available to you, and if you don't take advantage of that, it's really hard to win. Details, I think details, it's a different, details. He's a difficult guy to coach yeah. in terms of how you get the consistency on a play-by-play basis. The and irony that, is he's the as difficult to coach as he can be to defend Yes, because yes. of the fits and starts and these different things that you see come up and the plays you can't script, <laughs> the escapes you can't imagine, and he makes them. And I'm glad that last caller did come after us. I'm, I'm glad he did come with the kind of passion no that he did. That. You know why? Because that that's what we're talking about. And, and that's fine. That's what know, we're talking about. But People not, love Justin Fields. And they love defending what? him. And, and I, I love that idea. And, it, you know, Dustin has now jumped on that bandwagon. And if that's the case, if they could, that w- if you felt that that was what's going to happen – then I think that would be great. But I don't know that the Bears are the team to coach him to a point where he's going to blossom in the way we hope he might. And, and I, that's Well, that's based that's, on two years. That, maybe that's and too cruel. No, that's based on two years of evidence. 
because well, they're on the clock too. Yes. Their two years of coaching Justin Fields has convinced or persuaded us to think that they're not capable of getting the most out of this quarterback. But we can we can disagree with this without feeling that someone has committed a crime. <laughs> I hope. I think we should get lawyers. Yeah. Criminal behavior. I mean, I listen. Criminal I, opinion. It'd be great if they came to that conclusion, but I'm I'm uh, suspicious I, that won't happen. Maybe we should just say, I don't know. No, we're not supposed to. Bob's on the Odyssey app. Hey, Bob. Hi, guys. Hey, Bob. Um, I'd, like to, I'd like to talk a little bit about, um, not necessarily about Justin Fields, uh, because I think he should stay. I think the issue has been mostly about having a complete offense around him. And we have an opportunity, I think, to look at some really good receivers in the draft this year. Um, and I'm concerned that, you know, we're going to keep D.J. Moore, of course. Uh, we're going to have Cole Komet. But, you know, Moody could be gone. The other guys are older. Um, and I think this is really an important piece that uh, we're not talking about. So I wonder about your opinion. Well, I don't know that – I don't know that overall that you're going to factor in those things. That's going to be the primary reason you make a decision. Hmm. It's a hard one. Yeah, I, I listen. We're, we don't know exactly what they're doing. We have our suspicions. And we understand that people around the league, when they talk about it, look at it through the eyes of, of um, you know, the salary cap, through the eyes of how there, it, there are complications. The, the reality is if you know, you know. It, it, you see what I'm saying? It, it, it's like um, the – Supreme Court's definition of pornography. You, you know, know when, when you, you see, see it. it. Yeah. So. yeah you're, all these opinions and all these criticisms are valid because it's a sports argument. And I guess what I was trying to say is that there's an eye test that is different and is graded differently for each observer. Mm-hmm. So when I watch Caleb Williams and I watch Justin Fields and it's different competition level and it's different standards and, boy, the different records and – Boy, USC didn't do this, and Ohio State did that, and you know things from watching years of football that you know when a guy, you know, makes a throw just immediately when he needs to make the throw, or when he has senses of pressure just before it, it, it gets to him and he gets rid of the ball. You know these things just from instinctively watching the sport and understanding what you're seeing. Mm-hmm. I think what we're asking people to do, we're not asking the people to do, you can do whatever you want. But we're speaking from a position of experience where we've watched a lot of football. This is what our eyes tell us. We know what the numbers say. We know what conventional wisdom says. But based on everything that we think we know about the sport, this guy's good. This guy's going to be very good. And if you pass on a chance to get him, chances are you're going to regret it. 312-644-6767. Joe is in Wisconsin. Hi, Joe. Good morning, gentlemen. This may be a bit of an exaggeration, but Kevin Warren is starting to resemble the Russian mystic Rasputin in 1916 Tsarist Russia. He's this mystical kind of charismatic figure who comes into the mists of a clueless insular family, the McCaskies, like Rasputin came into the midst of the clueless Romanov, the Tsarist family. Um, well, you know, we talked about the war and peace, um, and that's Tolstoy. So I don't know. Um, look, 
I don't think he's a mystic. I don't think that that he's, by the way, greatest comment ever made to me on a craps table is when uh, I hit a point uh, playing craps in, uh, I believe we were in Sydney, Australia, and the guy said, keep shooting, Rasputin. And I thought that was uh, tremendous. Uh, yeah, I, I don't see that. I don't think that he's trying to, I think he is a guy who is, um, who, who is going to run the organization in a more professional manner than it has been run before. Absolutely true. That should give you confidence. Yes. We're not pointing this out. That's on ChicagoBears.com. At least I, I don't think you are. And I no. I'm certainly not to, to mock or make fun of Kevin Warren. Not at all. Not at all. I think what this does, it reinforces a couple things. That guy's the, here. The devil is that in the details. That making the decision. And he is here. Yes, yes. And he's going to leave no ambiguity about who's in charge. And he's also leaving no doubt about how carefully crafted his image will be. And so if he cares about the details, as he does, and he cares about a professional image to project, as he does, that should really give Bears fans confidence that they're going to get it right this time, regardless of the direction they choose. We talked yesterday and all week, have faith in Ryan Poles. He's earned the benefit of the doubt. I think what uh, uh, you know, Bears.com today says about this story on Kevin Warren is he wants the benefit of the doubt too, and he's, he's a strong enough leader to have earned it. And, and I know I misnamed the website earlier. It is ChicagoBears.com. It's not Bears.com, which is actually about bears. Is it? Yeah, I think there's a Bears.com that is about bears. Polar grizzly in that type? That, I'm guessing. Okay. What are the what? How are you supposed to react to each? Bear? Well, what you did was you called it the Chicago Tribune dot com. I, I was talking and everybody to in the Tribune's like, oh, oh no, we never did Not that. Us. No, <laughs> Shot is on the south side. Hey, Shot, I apologize. What's going on, fellas? We talking Kevin Warren? So I decided to be the sunshine and the water for you guys this morning. Pre game, okay? Okay. Lully the morning mauler. Ready for the game? Okay, the testy lefty. My man David Hall. I love it. Let me tell you something. Not only did Dustin jump back on board, but Mount Brandon jumped back on board. I jumped back on board. And I told you last time we talked against Cleveland that the OC was going to do an injustice to our quarterback. But we're done with the preseason because the last time we played the Packers, we didn't get one because our coach said we didn't need one. So this is the prove-it game. If you're going to lean into what Dave told me, if it was one thing he wanted to see from this team as an identity this year, it was to play fast, be physical, be young, and lean into it. If they want to stick in, that's their identity right there. Power football and speed, identity on offense, meaning up-tempo offense when you do want to use that four-minute offense to run, I mean to to throw the ball. Mm Because Justin's shown that he's capable and he's excelled in that situation, guys. But – leaning into that physical run game because that's the one thing this year when they look good, that's been the constant for that offense. And I think that defense feeds off of that, and so does Justin. So if I'm right, we're going to go up there with Dino Dex, stop the run with Aaron Jones and Dylan, and we're going to run a bunch of RPO power and put 40 on the cheese nuggets. Wow. See you guys post-game. That's great job. Uh, he said something that stopped me. Brandon, are you? Have you changed your opinion too? I always thought that they was gonna get rid of him. Yes, because of like the performance and money. I factored all that in, but I'm not gonna lie. I'm, I'm kind of with Dustin. I, I, I jumped back then. I, I, I always wanted. wanted I always wanted. I always yes. wanted to be Fields. I just didn't think that they wanted it to be Fields, and now I think 
they wanted to be fields. I, well, I'm I'm wondering about that. I do wonder about that, especially wondering who's going to be involved in that decision. I'm more curious about the fact that he called you Mount Brandon. Is that a new nickname? I, I don't know where he came with that, but I'll take Mount it. Mount Carmel, Mount Brandon. I love it. Okay. okay. Mount Brandon. Did yeah. you get that? I thought that was something we were unaware of. Wow. New nicknames. Yeah. I, I mean, I, Mount I'm, Molly. The, I'm the morning mauler. You're the morning mauler. I don't know what I've done. I, I'm, I'm more of a pleasant human, I thought. You're a mauler. No, hardly. Let's try uh, Patrick's in Willowbrook. Hey, good morning, guys. Um, hey, you can kind of tell the NFL is not a quarterback-rich league by all the bad backups that are um, starting this yes, weekend. Yes, and the And the Minnesota Vikings, they were going through quarterbacks like a fat man goes through pants. I see no reason why you cannot keep Justin Fields, still draft your number one quarterback. There's 17 games in a season. Everybody will get an opportunity to play. Um, I think that's interesting, and I know you don't like that idea, David, and don't feel that you can take a number one overall pick at that position and then have him in competition with a guy that was here before. And has I don't. The love of the team and all that stuff. So I, 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 I don't. I, I, think, I know you don't. I think that's especially Pat- with this team and this chemistry. Patrick Manley suggested that um, a while ago, maybe halfway through the year. And I thought at the time, like, well, that, you know, that's not done in the league. And his point is exactly what the caller just said. Not like they're producing great quarterbacks in the NFL. So why not try something different? Why not try something that other people don't do for whatever reason? And if all those problems come up, you can obviously deal with it as they do. But well, I think I think it's interesting. It is. It's 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 interesting. It is. It would be unusual. It would be definitely unorthodox. Yes. If you believe that the quarterback coming out after grading him, after researching him, is your Joe Burrow, or if he's your Andrew Luck, or if he's your Trevor Lawrence, you are not getting him to sit. You're not getting him to come into a situation in a locker room that is. 100% behind the incumbent and say, okay, find your way now, rookie. We we devoted a number one overall draft pick in all that that represents, and you're going to compete with the guy who is the people's favorite. That, to me, is not smart. It's not good football logic. It's not good people skills. It's just a recipe for dissension and disaster. And uh, And – as a man that enjoys a little chaos in my sports, I think that would be pretty cool. You are the morning mauler. I am the morning mauler. That's I mean, what, really. Is that what let's I am? Let's face it. I'm something. All right. We, uh, we're going to bring in our guy, Wayne Larravee. Uh, we're going to talk to Wayne about the opponent, about what's going on with the Green Bay Packers. How has he seen the quarterback play this year with the ups and downs of it? Uh, I, we got to ask him about uh, Jair Alexander. And, yeah. And the fallout from that, they won. They benched him, and they won anyway. I'm sure he's back. He's the highest-paid corner in the league. But what a wacky, weird kind of moment that was. We'll uh, we'll talk to Wayne. Uh, we'll talk to Wayne Larravee next. Mully and Hall on the score. No, it's not an opinion. It's a fact. Justin Fields is the best quarterback. <laughs> we get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. That's what you play for, right? You play for these moments, these opportunities to, to play in the you know, competitive games. Um, you know, you want to be playing these games to have a chance to go to playoffs and um, – so that's exactly where we're at, um, and I think everybody's excited for it, but it's, it's going to be fun. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio 670, the score. That is the voice of Jordan Love, and he will be quarterbacking the Packers against the Bears on Sunday. And, of course, uh, everyone in Chicago hoping for a different type of outcome than we witnessed earlier in the year where uh, Aaron Rodgers left and it didn't seem to matter. 38 points to the Packers in the opener. We're delighted to break down that team with Wayne Larravee, good friend of the program, and he joins us now on the score hotline powered by IBEW Local 9, Chicago's original powerhouse since 1892. Wayne, good morning. Always a joy to talk to you. How you doing? Good morning, guys. Great to talk to you. Happy New Year. Same yes, view. thank you. And, uh, you know, we're looking at this. The Bears have nothing really on the line here. They can't uh, – they, they needed a draw last week between Green Bay and Minnesota. We know the Packers <laughs> won, so the Bears are eliminated. But the idea of kind of the parallelism of opening the season and closing the season is important to them, especially given the fact that they have improved after a pretty terrible start. Yeah, I mean, um, this is this parallels. You talk about parallels. It parallels exactly where the Packers were one year ago, uh, heading into the 18th week of the NFL season. All they needed to do is beat the Detroit Lions, uh, and they make the playoffs. And you know, so with Aaron Rodgers at quarterback, they were unable to get that done. And this is the same situation, um, albeit a different team and a different starting quarterback, but nonetheless. Same situation against a team that, to me, and I don't know if you guys are too close to the forest to see the trees, but the Bears are right about to turn this corner once and for all. They've got pieces in place. They have a team that has really come on and a team that's playing very much like they're exactly where the Lions were a year ago. You understand? Yep. And they're looking for a signature win to catapult them to the next level. And and this would be it for this the would Chicago be it. Bears. You're exactly right, Wayne. That's a good synopsis of where the Bears are right now. And in their way is Jordan Love. And I'm just curious. There was a seven-game stretch where he wasn't very good, and you started to think, okay, uh, people who doubted him were right. And then he had a seven-game stretch where things turned around, and he has been as good as any quarterback in the NFC because of the numbers, and they so, so support that. What changed? Was it confidence, yeah. experience, a combination of both? You know, i got to tell you what, um, David, I think more than anything, uh, when we're in the middle, we're in the middle watching the game stretch, um, yeah, was Jordan Love missing uh, some plays, some throws, and that kind of thing? Yes. But the people around him had to get better. Uh, the receivers, the the running game, the offensive line. He wasn't getting a lot of support from the youngest offense in the NFL. And as we saw, they started to come together. They started to understand, okay, a receiver, when the ball's in the air, it's got to be his. And if it's not his, then it can't be theirs. You know what I mean? He's got to break on the ball and break up the pass, that kind of thing. They, They got a lot more aggressive in that regard. People around Jordan Love started playing better. 
and that certainly helped him. The offensive line got better. Mm. Um, the receivers, his receivers got better. Jaden Reed came on. Um, you know, even Christian Watson for a while before he popped that hamstring. He was uh, having a very good season. And, and so things changed around Jordan Love. And, but I think he's been pretty steady throughout the season. Wayne, um, we were perplexed watching from a distance at the Jair Alexander thing where he was suspended last week. The, the self-proclaimed captain ran out and did the coin flip. He's, he's from uh, Charlotte or grew, went to high school in Charlotte and felt that, that he needed to be uh, a captain. That was just and, – and I get it. You know, it's never just one thing. There were other things involved in that. But that is the highest-paid corner in the league – um, do they not need him anymore? Is he? Is, are they okay? They won without him. Uh, what happened in that thing from your perspective, and, and where is he at in this game? Uh, Jair Alexander, if the Packers had the Jair Alexander of exactly a year ago, uh, Mike, he would be on D.J. Moore. He would lock up D.J. Moore and lose the key. And that's exactly what he did with Justin Jefferson a year ago. But Jair Alexander hasn't been that player this year, even when he's been healthy and playing. Then he suffered a shoulder injury. Then it was a back problem. And then it was a lot of stuff going on, it seemed like. It seemed like there was something, and I don't know what it was, but it seemed like from the outside looking in, there was something more to it than just the injury situation. He misses like, uh, I don't know, six, seven games. And the Packers never had him on the, um, you know, they, hey, a player like that, you'd put, on, put him on the IR. They right. never did. Hmm. They thought he might be able to play each week, and each week he wouldn't. And then when he played, he wasn't very good. I mean, you know, Pro Football Focus has him ranked as the 61st graded cornerback in the league. I mean, a year ago, he's top three, top two, you know. So uh, even when he play, he's played, he hasn't been the Jair Alexander we all know and love. Hopefully he will be now. Um, hopefully he's ready physically, and hopefully he's ready mentally uh, for the assignment this weekend. So, Wayne, the Bears' defense is the best against the run in the National Football League. And you look at the Packers, and I would think that, yeah, Jordan Love's numbers are, are impressive and you want to get him going, but imagine they want to try to establish the run, and Aaron Jones could control this game as he has too many times in the past for Bears fans. What happens? Who wins that battle, do you think? Do the Packers concede and just focus on the passing game and try to pick their spots where Montez Sweat may be able to be a bigger factor? Or do they try to establish the run because that's what they typically have done in the past to beat the Bears? I think uh, it, it'll be interesting. It's nice to have Aaron Jones back. It's and Not Aaron Jones, I'm sorry. The Packers don't need Aaron Jones. They need showtime. And that's what he has been. Aaron Jones has been showtime the last two weeks. So I, I can't imagine the Packers would abandon that aspect of the offense just because uh, the Bears are very good against the run. Um, let me say this, uh, uh, David. I think – take a look at what the Bears did. When I saw Sunday and I said, wow, they're giving up only 84 yards rushing a game. So I went back and I looked at it and said, that's like 85 Bears type stuff. Mm. I went back and looked up the 85 Bears rush defense, okay? 82.6 yards per game, 3.66 per rush. Okay, this year's Bears team, 84 yards flat rushing, 3.7 yards per rushing attempt. Um, they're doing 85 Bears-type stuff against the run, so this isn't going to be easy, but I think the Packers can't abandon um, the factor that Aaron Jones is. But I think you also might see Aaron Jones a little bit more. Get him into space, 
in the passing game a little bit and that type of thing, and maybe make a linebacker or two try to cover him. And that, that might be something that could open some things up for the Packers. But I, I got to tell you guys, watching the Bears last night, I've watched their last three games, they're playing defense the way, you know, vintage Chicago Bears teams play defense. And I think it's remarkable what that staff has done with this defense over, over the course of this season because they weren't anything like that in the opener. Yeah, oh, no, they, they were pretty bad. And, you know, there's only really one player that's changed out, which, uh, which is Yannick uh, Noah's gone. And Gakwe, excuse me, Yannick Gakwe's gone, Noah. And, uh, and they've, got, uh, they've got Sweat in, Montez Sweat. And Montez Sweat, they trade for him. They give up a fairly high pick, for their first pick in the second round. Then they give him $98 million, and all of a sudden this guy's blossomed. He's he's like better than he was in uh, in Washington, and he still leads them with six sacks for the season. And he's got six point five with Chicago. They've got sixteen interceptions over the last six games, thanks to an improved pass rush, in part. Absolutely. Plus, their secondary going into the season, uh, Mully was considered the strength of the team. Yep. And you know, obviously, you've got a Pro Bowl player there in the corner and Jalen Johnson, and I think the safeties are better than they grade. And uh, Tyreek Stevenson has blossomed into a really nice player. And Kyler Gordon, the stuff he was doing in that Arizona game against the run, I mean, he was physical. You know, you, you know you've got a physical defense when your cornerbacks will come up and hit against the run, okay? Um, that's when you know you've got a physical defense. And I was really impressed with Kyler Gordon, uh, his physicality. And he's not a big guy. What's he, 5'11", 200 at best? So, you know, I'm really impressed with what they've done defensively, and I think that's been the catalyst. Plus, the quarterback's playing well. You know, the quarterback, he's the most athletically gifted quarterback in the league, bar none. And, and I say that, you know, but now, is he the best quarterback in the league? I, I don't know. The, the, I, I don't, I, I can't tell you that because to me, I see he throws a beautiful ball. He, he has accuracy outside the pocket on the move. Sometimes the ball gets there late. Sometimes the delivery is late. And I don't know if that's because he's slower in deciphering what the defense is doing and reading the defense or if he just doesn't have a quick trigger. But I, I don't know. So, but I can tell you this, he's, he's come along really nice. And whatever, whatever uh, you know, he lacks in that, that feel for what the defense is doing and reading the defense, he can make up with athleticism in spades. So I, I think this guy, to me, I, I know they're, they've got the number one pick and they've got a tough decision coming up, but to me, Justin Fields looks like a fit for this team. So, Wayne, in that context, you've been around a long time. You know how teams view draft picks and draft capital and that number one overall pick. Do you expect the Bears to move on from Justin Fields? Would you? Sounds like you would keep him and try to build around him. It, it, uh, it all depends on what Ryan Poles and his lieutenants uh, believe is the upside of those picks in the draft. Caleb Williams and was who's the other kid? May out of Drake North May. Carolina. Yeah, Drake May. yeah, Drake May. You know, I mean, the, what they're going to decide is this. They're going to say, okay, Caleb Williams or Drake May has a higher ceiling than Justin Fields. Now, they're not as good as Justin Fields right now because they haven't played in the league yet. But they're going to try to decide these kids have a higher ceiling than Justin Fields. And if they determine that, then they'll probably – make that choice and, and take the draft pick. Um, but, you know, that's, boy, that's really, that's shaky because, you know, how many number one pick quarterbacks have uh, bombed out or even second 
pick in the draft quarterbacks have bombed out in this league recently. So, um, you know, God bless them if they move on from fields, but they know what they've got with fields. Uh, it's a projection as to what you would get from a draft choice. I'm curious, uh, Wayne, when you look at the motivation of players, you know, Preston Smith needs two sacks to get 10 for the year, and that's a million dollars in bonus money. I don't even know if he's healthy enough to play. I know he hasn't practiced yet this week. Um, I believe the quarterback gets half a million if they make the playoffs. So that he can also, if he hits certain numbers, I think he can add another 2.5 million. I'm not saying that you're playing for bonus money in a game like this. But when you talk about motivation, money's one thing, playoff trip another thing. Uh, it just seems like there's a there's a lot on the line for Green Bay here. Are they are they motivated by that? Are they a little intimidated by that? Does this mean that they're they're in a better position in the game, or are the Bears because they got nothing to lose? Yeah, you could look at it a number of ways, Molly, and it's hard to go inside, um, you know, the head and spirit of these players. Uh, but you know, they are professional players, and when money's on the line, you would think that was would be a big incentive. <laughs> I remember <laughs> Jerry Kramer back in the '60s uh, would keep telling people, "Hey, listen, uh, we, we got a lot on the line. This is our livelihood. They're trying to take away." Of course, in those days, you could double your. Uh, uh, your pay by winning a playoff game or two. And, and, you know, now it's not quite like that. But anyway, no, I mean, I think there's tremendous uh, motivation for the Packers. And, and you know, it's interesting, guys. The team last year had won a big game against Minnesota. and was on kind of a winning streak coming into this last game of the regular season. But they were disappointed to be 8-8. Eight and eight. And they were, that was a Super Bowl or bust kind of thing. And they were, you know, they had Aaron Rodgers, and they were really disappointed to be 8-8, eight and eight, having to win a game to get into the playoffs. This team um, is, you know, their season is probably already a success getting to eight wins, eight and eight with a chance to play uh, one game to get to the playoffs. They're excited about that. There's a whole different aura about this team as opposed to where last year's team was going into this game. And I don't know if that'll make any difference, but um, I can tell you this, they feel a lot better about themselves than last year's team did at this stage. Great stuff, Wayne. Thank you a ton. Really appreciate the insights. Thanks, Wayne. All the best, guys. Take care. We'll uh, we'll be watching. We'll be hoping uh, for a good game either way. We're going to be cheering for the Bears. Who'll be kidding? Well, who will supply the dagger? Oh, I love Wayne. That is uh, great stuff. 312-644-6767. It's Mully and Haw on the score. They're exactly where the Lions were a year ago. You understand? Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 to the score. I like that comparison that uh, Wayne Larravee made. The uh, the Lions, uh, a team that seemed like winning late in the year, fueled what happened this year. And I think the Bears, even when we've talked to DJ Moore, he's kind of mentioned that too. Yeah, I think the example is there if you want to point to it because the Lions took advantage of the momentum that they finished last season with, carried it over into the offseason, and it certainly paid dividends this year. They're also literally in the same spot the Lions were a year ago. Right. We're talking about the Bears now. Lambeau Field, a year ago in the season finale, Week 18, the Packers win and they're in. Aaron Rodgers, still their quarterback. The Lions come in and they beat the Packers 20-16. to 16. The Packers finish 8-9. and nine. They're, They finished on the outside looking in. So that's exactly the same spot the Packers are in as they were a year ago. Different opponent, 
same divisional foe, but the Bears want to do what the Lions did and then take advantage and catapult into next season in the same way. It, it's kind of interesting because I think that the Packers, I like the comparison he made from the two teams. The Aaron Rodgers-led Packers were a disappointment at 8-8 eight and eight trying to get in. I, I am not sure that they would be a disappointment uh, this year. They probably feel pretty good about themselves because they've moved on from Aaron Rodgers Great to point. The, the, the point of maybe the playoffs. Expectations dictated last year. They needed to win, and they were struggling all season long, and things just didn't fit together. This year, they've won five of their last seven games, just like the Bears. So they're going into this with momentum. If they lose, they still might feel good and justified and rationalize and do all those things that teams on the outside looking in do. But I I think that it's it's an opportunity for the Bears defense to control and dominate in the way that we've seen them do in the second half of the season. The Aaron Jones factor, though, I keep going back to that, Molly, because he's coming off, he's healthier, 127 yards against the Panthers on Christmas Eve. On New Year's Eve, 120 yards against the Vikings. He's he's hot, and he's healthy, and he's dangerous, and he does play well, and, and we've seen him do it too many times against the Bears. And the Bears have yet to give up a 100-yard rushing day to an opponent. That could be where this game is dictated if you're talking about the line of scrimmage. All right, 312-644-6767. We have a lot of people that have waited patiently. We'll start with the mailman. He's in Country Club Hills. Good morning, mailman. What's up, guys? Are you an actual mailman or do you just deliver? Is that the. Yeah, I'm a mailman. Oh, good. Okay. Love the mailman. Since I was a little kid, the mailman has always been cool to us. <laughs> what I want to bring up is the Justin Fields topic. And um, you remember when Dallas, uh, back in the 90s, when they stripped it down and they traded Herschel Walker? Well, yep. I believe that this yep. first-round pick is the Bears' Herschel Walker. They stripped the team down to the studs when the new administration came in, so they wasn't expected to win. So you can't hold that record against Flues and Justin Fields. They wasn't expect. Actually, you can say they were tanking yep. to get the number one pick. That's true. Yep, that's true. I, I I I think though that that number one pick last year might have been the Herschel Walker deal. That is probably the comparison. You're looking at that deal, and yeah, you have an opportunity in Mailman's uh, point to his point. He thinks he can get more for that pick. You probably could. Yeah, you might. But but ask okay. for this pick. For this pick, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You get gotcha. much more for this pick than maybe last year's pick because of the quarterback that people want. The quarterback that's been considered the guy that people have been waiting for. Let me ask you this. Look at the Bengals. Point of comparison. Okay. <laughs> if they could go back and change their franchise and trade that pick for the Herschel Walker-like haul in return, do you think they would have done it, or would they, would they draft Joe Burrow? Well, I think Joe Burrow has been better than they anticipated. I think Joe Burrow – was a great college player. If you remember his career, he transferred from Ohio State, and then he wound up at LSU, and he had one of the great seasons at LSU while winning a national championship. And then he came out, and they 
you know, local guy made good. They jumped on that pick, and lo and behold, he's been everything and more. They've gotten to, uh, you know, great heights with him. Now he's hurt, so is that why you're wondering whether you shouldn't have taken No, him? I'm saying that I think, when, I think when people Joe talk about trading – Trading no, the you pick. never regret getting a quarterback you, that good. You, you, you to get pieces around and build this great team. Yes. If you're if you're still missing the 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 franchise quarterback, the the most important piece of your roster, the yes. most important player on the roster and in your building. And it's important to remember that it, Dallas already had Troy Aikman in the building. True. When they made that trade, that's true. There's not a there's not a team that regrets picking a number one overall pick if that pick works out. And when you're picking, you don't think about it then busting. <laughs> you know? You yeah, I, I mean, it, I, I know I shouldn't bring this up, and it's kind of a dumb thing, and, and we'll get back to the calls uh, after a quick break. But I, I laughed when I saw that, um, that the former number two overall pick was on the Dan Patrick show saying that, you got to support Justin Fields and you got to stay with him. Ryan Leaf was one of the great examples ever of a bust mm-hmm. pick, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there was, and, and I'm telling you, I had conversations with people that thought Ryan Leaf was better than Peyton Manning. The idea at the time was that Manning had done all that he could and there was no room for improvement. And, uh, and the younger player... Uh, Ryan Leaf had this kind of look in his eye that made you think, wow, he's really going to be something. Well, he was something. He was something. And now he's a, now he's a Justin Fields fan. Yeah. I, I saw that opinion and, and he's, he's entitled to it like everybody is, yes. but his place in NFL history. Exactly. Yeah. It, and tough to hear. the Colts certainly made the right choice. Oh my by, God. By, by, yeah. I mean, they made the obvious choice in retrospect and, um, and Peyton got better and did phenomenal things and, and changed the franchise. On January 5th, Caleb Williams is the obvious choice to be the number one overall pick and the quarterback who can't miss. 312-644-6767. Back with your calls on the score. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 